the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Sunday nights at the church next door is one of those times where we like to do a deep dive into the Word of God, and I want to take you on a journey today into Philippians. We are in the middle of Philippians. It's going to be a great, joy-filled Bible study. Here we go. And I said, you know, there's no good season to serve the Lord. Every season is hard, and, and it's going to be hard. I mean, you'll never do it. If you don't ever stop to serve the Lord, you'll always have a good reason why you aren't. <laughs> There's no season, you know. And I, I think about hardships. I think about when, when we moved to Cincinnati, we were newlyweds. I was newly pregnant. We had a new job. We had no, you know, we didn't have a house at that time. And every, everything was new. I didn't have any friends. I was away from family. I was sick from pregnancy, and it was kind of a hard season. But yet, when I look back on it, there was still joy because we were serving the Lord. There was still joy because we, had our, we were meeting uh, in a small group. We were getting to know teenagers. We were, the joy was in the Lord. The joy wasn't in the tight budget. <laughs> the joy wasn't in, you know, all of those other things. I, I didn't know anyone. Um, being sick all the time. I remember my aunt bringing me crackers and Sprite in the church parking lot, and I would eat those so I could even make it into the building because <laughs> I was so nauseous. But we can have joy and hardships when the Lord is still in your life. And I think that's what Paul, Paul knew that, and he wanted us to realize with, with the Lord. And then joy is possible in every season. And, and Paul really just... He makes that very clear in this book. In Philippians 4.4, 4, Be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let joy overflow for you are united with the anointed one. I have a friend, Jill Savage, and she wrote a book, Empty Nest, Full Life. Because some people, they get depressed when the kids leave home. And she wanted to help you see that, no, this season can still be full. It can still have joy. And you think about the different seasons of life and what, Paul's, what Paul wants to do in Philippians is to help you to look at the big picture of your life, the big nuggets. The big picture is you should be united in fellowship with your Christian friends. You should be sharing the gospel. You, you should be having a small group. Yes, you're going to suffer. Yes, you're going to pay a price. And that's okay because it's worth it. <laughs> and so he, he's just trying to really encourage you as family to do all of those things. And I love that. I think that's 
quite encouraging. <laughs> so it, a life poured out for Jesus will actually experience joy. I, I mean, I think about what do you need to surrender to the Lord? Because sometimes the reason we're not experiencing the joy is because we're not all in. And it's, it's hard sometimes to be all in, isn't it? But we give the Lord our life in these layers of surrender. And, and the more we surrender to him, the more joy we have. And there's really nothing you can do on your own. There's nothing you can do in your own strength. And so the more that you rely on God, the more joy you're going to have and the more of his strength that you're going to have. And, and I think that's what... Paul realized. And in Philippians 2.17, he says, But I will rejoice even if my life is poured out like a liquid offering to God over your sacrificial and surrendered lives of faith. Wow. I remember Doyle carried our brother uh, Steve, like literally practically carried him through the airport from the U.S. to Kenya to get back home. He um, didn't have long to live, and he wanted to be in Kenya. He had come here for any kind of final treatments or that kind of thing. But I think about how he was still had so much joy. I've never, ever met someone with so much joy. I mean, he knew that was his last trip to the States. He knew he was going home to Kenya. He passed away like three months later. Um, but... He just had so much joy because he was on point. He knew about sharing the gospel. He would planted all these churches all across Kenya. And so there's something, even in death, even in if you're focused, even in life, and you're making all these sacrifices, but when they point to the Lord, there's just this incredible joy that comes out of it. So make a list of what you want to surrender to God. There are so many things that we might want to surrender to God. I think about Paul, what, you know, what did he give up? I don't fully know everything he gave up for the Lord. Um, but we do know that Paul was so intelligent. We know that he, he was raised, you know, highly educated. So he, he probably had a, you know, what kind of family life did he have to give up to plant all these churches? You know, what do you have to give up in terms of family? I know that's not popular. Uh, family, we've almost made it uh, an idol <laughs> in our time. I've, I've never seen such a thing. I mean, I, maybe, it, maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. But I think about it. I mean, parents didn't used to go to every single practice. I don't think my parents came to practices. They'd go to your big games or your big play, or your really big thing. They didn't go to everything. And today, it, it, I mean, it's just almost as if family is God. And family takes all of the time. And I think family has its rightful place, and family has its good place, but we've so eliminated God or serving God or the, sharing the gospel for family time. There's no time left to do that. And I wonder if that was an area of surrender for Paul. You know, Jesus said if you leave mother and father, sister, brother, houses and lands and all this stuff. I mean, Jesus expected 
that we would make a family sacrifice. He also wanted you to take care of your family. <laughs> so there's a balance there. But I think we have to look at it and say, is he, is he number one? What, what else would we have to surrender to Jesus? Um, maybe in our finances. And that's such a hard layer, isn't it? And, it, and it, again, it, it happens piece by piece by piece. I was talking with a, a good friend this week. I, I love um, some of my good friends. We're, we don't live in the same city, but we talk on the phone. We were talking on the phone, and she said, Oh, Jennifer, I had to confess to the Lord because I bought all this makeup, and it was out of my budget. And I said, Now, this is true fellowship and true conversation about the Lord and surrendering our lives. And, you know, it was such a beautiful confession of a simple thing. And she said, I want to give more to the Lord. And um, so those are things. So that might be an area. I think about our time, surrendering our time to Jesus. I mean, Paul, gosh, he gave so much time, didn't he? I mean, he, he gave his whole, all of his time. But he was a tent maker, so I mean, he had a job, but he gave his time. Lydia gave her time. Lydia gave purple cloth, you know, some of her money for purple cloth, uh, evidently, to host. Um, she, she gave up her resources and her time. So what about our time, and what do we want to surrender to God? And sometimes it's not even what we think it's going to be. It's, it's God wants us to spend time with him while we drive. God wants us to spend time with him while we're getting ready in the morning instead of, you know, listening to talk radio or something. You know, God wants us to spend time with him. And we have to see, okay, have I truly surrendered my time to the Lord? And I I challenged the Kenya team last night. I said, I don't want prayer to be something that you do and you check off your list that I did this today, I prayed today. No, I want prayer to be something that you are. That's something, that's who you are. And when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you say is, good morning, Lord. And when when you go to bed at night, you say, good night, Lord. And it is a relationship throughout your whole day. It's part of who you are. You you are talking to him throughout your entire day because you're surrendered to him. And he might give you little bits and pieces throughout your day. I think Paul understood that. He was poured out (laughs) like a liquid offering. Wow. Embracing Jesus. Philippians 3, 8, to truly know him meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. It's all like a pile of manure to me now so that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and embrace him as Lord in all of his greatness. <laughs> when, you, when you meet the the women in Kenya and they sit around in in their small group breakout session and you're introducing yourselves, this is what they say. Instead of saying, uh, I'm a teacher, I'm an accountant, I'm a mom, I have four kids, I'm this, the first thing they say is, it it would go like this, hi, I'm Jennifer and I love Jesus and he's in my heart and I live for him every day. And they they would never say, hi, I'm a teacher and I, or I'm a athlete or I'm no, they don't do that. And I, I just remember the first trip thinking, boy, wow. And I, th- I think Paul, that was probably Paul. He had, Paul had so much stuff to boast about, didn't he? These are my accomplishments. This is my resume. This is what I've, you know, 
Like for me, it might be, I, I love to cook. I like to decorate. I like to, you know, I don't know. You know, you think of all the things that you like or who you are or, you know, um, that's not what it's about. You know, it's about the Lord. And so you want everything would be to point to the Lord, to really your whole, your whole life would point to the Lord. I have a friend, she's, she has scriptures all around her house that she's stenciled. And I thought, I think that's beautiful because when she hosts her small group, it, her home points to the Lord. You know, when, when people come into your home, are there just ways that it points to the Lord? And then the past, he, he really wants you to let go of the past. And he talks about that several times in here. And I think that's what holds us back is the enemy. Is there something in your past that you've already forgiven, that you've already asked the Lord to heal your heart, that you've already done all of that, and yet it keeps harassing you? It could be the enemy. It could be Satan. I don't, I, I don't think you can't let go of the past until you go back and pray over it and deal with it, and you, you know, some people say, well, I don't want to talk about the past, I don't want to deal with the past. Well, okay, well, you have to go back to go forward. So at some point, you do have to go back. You do have to forgive. You do have to talk about it with someone. You have to look at it. And if you haven't done that, then you can't leave it behind. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.